Welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is your host, Russell Bruce, and the beautiful Jamie Charlotte, as we continue to bring you more amazing content to all matters of the heart and soul as we awaken humanity to all things within. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Enjoy. All of the, they don't know how to do it to win this war is to know that you don't have to, you know, go by the creator. When you tap into your consciousness, exactly. You so you Be in the most positive day. You're excited about your day, like charged up, because what exists in you starts in the mind. You can't see the mental, spiritual realm, and they're going to manifest in the physical. If they're using anything, we have to be unified. And just because somebody has, person is 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 bringing love and compassion and light, you powerful. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Charlo and welcome to a new episode. I'm really excited about today. I am speaking with Sarah Dawkins, okay? She is a holistic health coach, a registered nurse, and an author. And she helps people find and heal the root cause of their symptoms. So I love this. I love talking about this, especially being in the medical field, especially speaking to someone who has also been down that path and and know the difference between just treating symptoms and healing symptoms. So Sarah, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. It's so fabulous to be with you, Janie. Awesome. And Sarah is joining us from Spain. Yes. Yes. So welcome so much. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you how did you get on this journey? Well, if we start like way back, uh, I was raised by a nurse in the medical model and I always felt the need to help people at their vulnerable times, help to care for them. So I followed in my mom's footsteps, trained as a nurse and qualified in 2001. And for me, when you're sick, you went to the doctors, you got a prescription, you got medication, and you were healed. And, and that was my belief until I was 41. Um, that's all there was, doctors, scripts, medications. And then somebody questioned something I was doing with regards to medication at home. I'm like, well, why would she say that? Um, so I started doing some research into medications and healing and all sorts of things. And one door opened thousands of doors, you know, it was a whole, like so many different avenues. Um, so just every single day, more and more research. Um, mm. And and it was then I realized that you know if we support our body, we can heal it. And there was lots of people saying that on the internet but I'd never really heard that before. It was alien to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, I was going to say, oh. so at 41, what, what were you doing with the medication? What was that like, okay, something has to change here. What was that exact defining moment for you? For me, it was like, why would a nurse in a hospital that I'm working with question my use of pharmaceutical medications at home Mm. and I wanted to know what was what was her idea what was her thought process because that that was my whole life that's what you did Mm -hmm. so I'm like well why would she question that so that's what started my journey into looking at 
healing outside of medications. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So were you a big believer of the model that you studied for the most part? Yeah, yeah, and that's why I went into it to, you know, that's, I was brought up in that medical model um, and, and that's how I, I went on. Um, and that was back in 2005 when somebody questioned, we were, I, we were living in America at the time and it was one of my colleagues. So uh, in 2005 was the start of my own uh, healing journey, out, stepping outside of the pharmaceutical medical model yeah and if you don't mind sharing what what were you healing personally what how did you go from pharmaceuticals to to true healing without pharmaceuticals okay so the the first thing i healed was the first things i healed was psoriasis eczema and acid reflux okay and i i found all three of those are related to stress and they're all exacerbated by dairy and sometimes gluten. Mm. So I started de-stressing, doing some more walking, uh, doing some relaxation, and I cut out of my diet gluten and dairy. And back in 2005, it was a lot more challenging than it is today because there wasn't the gluten-free products, the there wasn't the dairy free products so uh, and there wasn't the milks that there is now mm. so initially I actually no I didn't cut out dairy I went from cow's milk to goat's milk and I used raw goat's milk mm. and that had an impact that helped me yeah. um, but it was a few years later that I eventually cut out goat's milk and changed because it was more and more different nut milks, seed milks coming on the market. So it was it was like a lifestyle diet, nutrition change and de-stressing. Yeah. And then from there, I went on to um, heal candida, uh, an underactive thyroid. I had joint pains. I had a frozen shoulder one year, which I healed. And then a, the other frozen shoulder the following year, neck pain, back pain, hip pain, knee pain, healed all of that, underactive thyroid, I burned out my adrenal glands, I dropped my blood pressure so, so low, and I ended up with depression and suicidal thoughts. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And I had no idea what I was going to do, and especially when I was in that depression, because my mindset wasn't in the right place. So, you know, the doctor's like, here, I want you to take these antidepressants. I'm like, no, I've, you know, I've done that when I had my son, I had postnatal depression. I, I didn't like how it made me feel. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do because my mind is totally all over the place. Um, and I walked out of there not having a clue on what I was going to do. Wow. So... So were you kind of taking the steroids for like the dermatitis and the psoriasis when you had your flare-ups and that type yeah. of situation? Um, if you could give some action steps, what would you say is the first thing people out there, our listeners who may have dermatitis, who may have psoriasis, who's taking medication for acid reflux? What are some of the first steps if they want to get off medication and they truly want to heal themselves? What are some of those first steps they should do? I know you definitely pinpoint it with stress and diet, which I think 
stress and diet is probably attributable to almost 95% of the dis-ease we yes. feel in our bodies. But if you yes. have some action steps, Sarah, what, what could you tell people to start doing right now? I think primarily is to look at the stress in your life. And when I say that, you know, people go, wow, you know, I've got so much stress. I've got all these things. And I'm, yes, I totally understand. I've been there. I see it. But what if you take a step back and look at what is causing me stress and start looking at things one at a time, what can you control about that situation that you say is causing you stress? And nine times out of 10, there is nothing you can do to control that situation. We can only control ourselves and our reactions. We have no control over what other people do or say or situations we find ourselves in often. So take a look at that situation, that person, those words, and ask yourself, what is it about that that's causing me stress, knowing that I can't control any of that? That's that person or that situation or their words. I have no control over that. And then ask yourself, what is it within me that I find stressful about that? And quite often there's something in our past that it's brought up a memory or an emotion of something that happened in our past. So if we can go and take a look at that and say, what was it about that that is still hurting me now, making me react like I am reacting to what's happening in my life? So it's taking baby steps, identifying each Break it down, each situation. What is it about that situation? What can I control? What is it triggering within me? And where is that coming from? And if we do that for everything, we can understand why we react like we react. Mm -hmm. And one of, the, one of the really good things that we can do is to go out for a walk outside. Green space is great. But just go out for a walk, move your body, allow that energy to flow because emotion is energy in motion. So allow it to flow, walk it off. Walking will help lower your perceived stress levels. It will make you feel better, do some deep breathing. So it's, it's all baby steps, break it down into the smallest parts that you can, but and walk it out as well. Yeah, that's great advice. I want to talk about the thyroid and how you feel that because Americans, and I know you're in Spain, but we have a lot of issues with thyroid. People are chronically on thyroid medication and they yeah. think that this is it. It's something they have to take for the rest of their life. So yeah. how can they heal their thyroid like you did? Right. So thyroid is an autoimmune condition, as is psoriasis and eczema. And we're told we can't heal autoimmune conditions. And we're told that our body is attacking itself. Right. If you look at evolution, if our body was really attacking itself, how did we manage to get to where we're at today? Exactly. Our body wouldn't attack itself. Our body loves us. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. So, so 
our thyroid is in our throat area and it's connected to our throat energy center or our throat chakra. So one part of thyroid issues is not saying what we want to say. We're swallowing those words because we either haven't got the confidence to say it or we wonder how it'll land with somebody or whatever the reason we're not saying what we're feeling or we're, we're molding it to say something similar but different or diluted. We're not saying exactly what we feel. So understand that we need to speak out and speak our truth and speak and stand up for ourselves. That's one of the, the issues. Um, gluten is highly toxic to the thyroid. So, and gluten in the food now is not like it used to be because the um, cereals are being crossbred and, um, and changed radically from how they used to be. The, the gluten that we've got now didn't used to be in the food many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. So if we can cut out gluten, that's a massive step for your detoxing your thyroid to help support it. Another thing we can do is look at the products we're using in our lives because all, most of the shop-bought products, things like shampoo, soap, cleaning products, washing products are highly toxic mm -hmm. and they're, they're all coming into contact with our skin and we're absorbing it. So then we've got to detoxify our body. So if we can look at um, cleaning up our products, choosing products that are more natural, there's a whole list of really toxic chemicals. If we can cut those out, so look at the ingredients list on your shampoos and on your conditioners, on your, on your body moisturizers, that everything comes with ingredients. Look at those. And if there's things you can't pronounce, chances are they, they're full of toxins. Yeah. Um, you can even, I started making my own really simple and much cheaper than the shop-bought ones. So there's lots of things that you can do to, to make changes yeah and um what else um and detoxify your body as well eat wholesome natural foods rather than processed foods um and maybe do some cleanses um and detoxes with some like green smoothies or introduce um more herbs and spices into your diet and start cutting out the processed foods and the sugar the gluten and the dairy and that in itself will just help you to detoxify slowly and over time. Because if we do, if we do some deep cleaning detoxifies, we can end up with flu-like symptoms, which is our body detoxing yeah. in a big way. Yeah. Um, and that's something else to note. Flu-like symptoms are our body detoxifying. Yeah. So um, obviously we don't, it, it's not nice to go through that when, when we're um, on starting on lifestyle and dietary changes. So go slowly so that it, it reduces the impact. That's um, and just be aware of what, you, what you're saying, sorry, and, and, and a little bit of exercise again, walking out. Exercise is really good for the thyroid. Yeah, those are all great, especially I think people don't realize that sometimes when you are detoxing, you will feel a little sick, like you said, flu-like symptoms, because everything's yeah. detoxing and cleansing. So yeah. that's really good that you mentioned that as well. Um, now, would you say that once you started kind of tapping into all this healing of yourself, 
Um, did it all just start to happen at one time? Like you just started to feel better. You mentioned depression. Um, did those thoughts just start to get better as you started to cleanse your body, eat healthy, think better, um, you know, maybe do meditation since you mentioned the chakra system. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Was it all just a process of everything just started to get better? Yes, and I didn't do everything all at once because when you when you look at it, it's it's massive and you can get really overwhelmed with I need to change my lifestyle, I need to change my diet, I need to change my products, I need to speak out, and it, it's overwhelming. So so start slowly and and one thing at a time, and and it was exactly that I was just doing little bit by little bit by little bit. Um, and one day I was just out, we had dogs um, and I was out walking the dogs because they, they had to be walked. I didn't have the choice to, to become a hermit and stay in the house and away from everybody. And one day I remember like looking around me and, and actually seeing the trees coming into bud and leaf. It was spring and there was some spring flowers around me on the floor, whereas previously I was so inside myself, so preoccupied with myself. I didn't really notice the outside. Obviously, I was looking where I was going, but I wasn't really fully aware of what's going on. And, and this one day, it was like suddenly, oh, the, there's trees, there's flowers. I, I hear the stream alongside the path. And it was, it was then I realized I'm healing. Wow. I don't feel I'm in this dark, dark abyss anymore. And and I realized then once I started seeing all these beautiful things around me that I hadn't cried for a couple of days because I spent a long time every day crying. Yeah. Um, and I realized, I don't remember, it must be two, three, four days since I last cried. And it just, it really just started from there. And then as I noticed it every day, I started to feel a little better, a little better, a little better. Mm-hmm. And I, that was at the time then when I'd started to feel a bit better, my thoughts were in a better place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I might try some meditation now because I'd, I'd heard it was good. Um, and, um, and, and so I sat, did the, I didn't know what meditation was, sat cross-legged on the floor thinking that's how you do it. Um, in silence and I've got all these voices in my head going crazy I'm like oh oh, this can't be meditation surely I need to shut these voices off so I went onto YouTube and found some guided meditations and initially it was like five and ten minutes because I didn't have I couldn't just sit yeah still and be with it but I found some guided meditation just on finding peace you know I just wanted peace inside of me and then I started looking at, um, you know, how what can I do with my life? How can I evolve it? And then I started looking at my future. What do I want in my future? And, and so over the weeks, I progressed from just wanting peace in my life to what can I do in my future and what do I want to be and do and, you know, what does my future look like? So I changed the guided meditations over a period of time. And I, I realized as well that I was becoming mindful. I had no idea what it was at the time, but I'd started to notice everything around me. And then I was started to practice gratitude. You know, we lived in the UK, so I'm like, oh, there's a tiny little bit of blue sky in that gray. You know, it's so beautiful. And just, just practice gratitude for the beautiful things around me. But they were the little things, you know? It was the little things. And all of that, it, it was just, you know, it, 
over time, I started to feel better. My thyroid felt better. I grew my eyebrows back. Wow. Um, my blood pressure started coming coming back up, but that was a, took a couple of years, but it came back up to almost near normal. Wow. Um, and it, I, I look at Charlotte Gerson and I love what she says. She's like, healing is healing. You can't heal two diseases and keep one. Exactly. So when we're supporting our body to do what it does, we heal. I mean, nobody really, when they cut themselves or bruise themselves, thinks, I need to go to the doctors and take a pharmaceutical. We're like, no, I've cut myself. It'll just heal. Yeah. Well, why not all the rest of the, the problems we have? Our body heals. It does. And it does a beautiful job. Our bodies are so highly intelligent and it does a wonderful yeah. And I want everybody to understand that we're not saying do not, you know, take pharmaceuticals. There is definitely no. a time and, and space for all of that. Emergencies, go to the emergency room. Totally, yes. That you could heal yourself, take that time. Sarah, what, what would you say about, or what is your opinion about mind over physical body? Oh, it all starts in our mind. It absolutely does. And our, our body manifests whatever's going on in our subconscious mind. Yeah. And we're not consciously aware of our subconscious mind. So when we look at our body and the symptoms that we're expressing, they are messages from our subconscious mind. So if we can look at the symptoms and, you know, what is this symptom telling me? Yeah. Like the stomach is associated with fear and dread. The, the eczema and psoriasis, like skin rashes, is, is emotion bubbling out through the skin, like anger and frustration and rage even. Yeah. So, so, uh, so inextricably linked. These, the, you cannot separate the mind and body. Yeah. And I think that as, as humanity, I think we've done that for a long, long time. We've tried to separate, okay, this is the physical body and, yeah. you know, we only going to focus here, but it's, we can't, we're multidimensional and we have to look at all the parts as congruent and all one. Yeah. And actually I think we've done ourselves a disservice by having specialists in the medical model. So instead of having a doctor like in, we used to have in the old days that looked after the whole of you, we've now got neurologists, cardiologists, pulmonologists, dermatologists, and everybody's separated out every little thing. Yeah. And they don't look at it as a whole anymore because everything impacts everything. That is so true. So with what you just said, what do you think are some of the things that we have to overcome in the medical model, in the traditional medical model, um, so that we can be of better service to our patients for true healing? What do you think are some things that we, we have to really look at and really evaluate? Are we doing this right? I think one of the real biggest ones is obedience to authority and that was played out in the 1950s and 60s by the ash and milgram experiments that most people tend to be obedient to authority so they see a doctor in a white coat or somebody with a clipboard and they look like this figure of authority mm. they tend to be obedient to them and and people see the doctor as god mm -hmm. and they put on this pedestal 
And if the doctor says it, then the doctor's right. But why is the doctor right? You know, you know your body. You know what's, how you feel and what's going on and what's going on in your lives. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, if we remember that doctors' training is sponsored by medical pharmaceutical companies, they're taught how to identify symptoms and put them together and give a diagnosis. And then they're taught which pill goes with that diagnosis. And they're very, they have about eight hours, one day of training in nutrition in the whole of their seven years of medic training. That's true. <laughs> so we've got a huge hurdle to overcome. A, the fact that these doctors have been put on these pedestals. Mm -hmm. And B, the fact that, that they're not taught about nutrition and lifestyle changes and the mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. Although some are coming on board more with it now and some doctors are doing some of their own study around functional medicine and integrative uh, medicine. Mm -hmm. So there are more doctors coming on board, but it's a slow process because yeah. it's historical. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're challenging it all the time. So it's I would say... Look, feel, feel into what's going on in your body. And, you know, when you tell the doctor, tell them all of your lifestyle and, and your thoughts and what's happened in your past, because it all plays into what's going on now. But also to take on board that when the doctor gives you a diagnosis, often that's like a computer program. And with that diagnosis, there's an expectation, there's a set of beliefs, say, say cancer. You know, the first thought is fear and I need to have um, the, the treatments from the doctor, the, the medical model, the chemotherapy, the radiotherapy, the surgery. And there's a whole fear surrounding that. But the doctor's never going to suggest intermittent fasting or change your diet or have you healed something in the, you know, what do you need to heal from the past? They're never going to say that. But there's huge amount of options for healing without going down that medical model. So understand that the doctors are, are tied to the pharmaceutical companies um, and try not to buy into that diagnosis because when you get by, you know, I've got multiple sclerosis, I've got eczema, I've got asthma, whatever it is, you tend to think, oh, that's lifelong. I'm going to have all these symptoms and I'm going to have all these progressions and I'm going to end up on all these tablets well no you can heal all of that yeah. but you have to understand and believe it yeah I mean you you hit it right there I totally agree with all of that I also believe that um it's the setup right you're probably given 30 minutes to see a patient um it's not set up to truly dig beneath the surface and, and figure out what's really going on with, with all of that. And also I want to say, I get a lot of, you know, just family members or friends asking, well, what do you think about this? And I always say, listen, when you, when you go to see a provider, it's a two-way street, make sure that you're getting your answers, you know, answered and your needs met, you're also saying, okay, is this a right fit for me? It doesn't have to be all on what you said, the doctor says, the doctor says, no, is this, is this, 
are their personality? Do I like their personality? Do I fear, do I feel compassion and empathy in this person that's an advocate in my care? Because they're not there to heal you. They're there to assist in your healing because we can only heal ourselves. Absolutely. And we've never, ever been deficient in a pharmaceutical. Very true. Yeah. And 30 minutes is a long time. I think in the UK, we get four, four minutes. What can you do in four minutes? Exactly. Which is why, what are your symptoms? Here's a diagnosis. Here's a pill. Next. Wow. Which I don't know how the insurance is set up in the UK. I know that plays a major part sometimes. Um, I know if it's like um, one of these situations where it's free, healthcare is free, and that plays a part, or there's private insurance, there's all these factors that is in the way of you and your healing. But the truth is, the power is within you, and you can definitely heal. Absolutely, yes. 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 So Sarah, tell us about your book. Tell us about how can our listeners reach you so that you can help them holistically heal. Thank you. Um, So I started writing my book when um, I felt a lot better on my own healing journey. And I wrote about what I'd done, how I'd done it, the conditions I'd healed. But I realized it needed to be bigger than just me. It needed to be more people involved. So I reached out and 74 people came back to me and wrote all of their own healing journeys. So I've got cancer. I've got uh, three or four people healed cancer, three people healed multiple sclerosis, two people healed ALS, people healing chemical sensitivities, asthma, allergies, Lyme, um, stroke, so many different uh, autoimmune, so so many different things. And, and they've all detailed what they did on their own healing journey because that was the crux of my book. Let's show people they can heal these diseases and tell them what we've done so that they can try it themselves as well. And, and at the end of the day, it's healing is healing, as Charlotte Gerson says. So um, uh, just you know, think about what you're doing and, and how you're doing it and um, and improve your life. In I've come up with four pillars, the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, and all four need to be addressed to be able to heal. So so that's what my book's about, all everybody's healing journey. It's on Amazon worldwide in English, Spanish, Dutch, and French currently. And you can find me on my website, sarahdawkins.com, and my books, podcasts, and other things are all on there as well. Awesome. And um, Sarah is giving away a free ebook as well. So, how can they get the free ebook, Sarah? Um, I'm going to give you a link. So, if you could put it in the text underneath, just click the link, it will take you to uh, a web page. And there's um, all the information there about forgiveness, how powerful forgiveness is and what it's about and how to do it and how um, forgiving ourselves is as important as forgiving other people as well. And it goes through the whole process of that. And I'm going to link, I'll put a, I'll link the ebook. I'll also link your Amazon link. If you send that to me, I'm going to put it all in the uh, podcast notes. I have two questions um, and then we'll be wrapping up. The first one is, 
at today, the time of this podcast, what would you say is the greatest matter of your heart? The greatest matter of my heart. Let me, sorry, let me just plug this in before it runs out of battery. Um, I think the, the fighting, for want of a better word, in the world, there's people are pitted against each other, males against females, people of ethnicity against white people, people of different religions against different religions. And, and I think we just need to come back and realize that we are all just people. Well, actually we're spirits having a, a, you know, a human experience is my belief, but at the end of the day, we're all just people. You know, don't let anything divide us. Come back to love yeah. because love heals everything. It does. Love heals everything. It travels all pathways. It goes into the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the relational. It truly yeah. does. And I, I do think we have to return to love. I think that's the key. And I think yeah. um, we're getting there slowly. But surely, yes. I think, you know, the more we we keep our light in the world, and I think more people whose light might be a little bit dim, they'll start to grab that. So I agree with you. And um, what is a book that you could recommend that's helped you along your way? Um, it could be about healing. It doesn't have to be about healing. But anything that helped you along the way, I believe books are so important. Uh, I think that we could have a, a complete experience in a book um, and yeah. we don't even have to go anywhere, but you could really go places. So is there anything yeah. that really helped you along the way on your journey to healing? I, I can't pick out one specific book, but I would say anything by Louise Hay, Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza, um, they, those three authors uh, off the top of my head, I've got others, yeah. but, um, they write some amazing information to help people on their healing journeys. Truly amazing. Yeah. I love Joe Dispenza. I mean, his personal journey was, was a lot and, um, yeah. he has a lot of great information out there as well. So Sarah, is there anything else, um, you want to just leave with our listeners, at all regarding healing, anything at all? I would say believe in yourself. It absolutely starts with the belief that you can heal. And once you can hold that belief, you're halfway there. Absolutely. So just keep believing in what you're doing and your own healing. And know that we're all on our own healing journey. Nobody's perfect. You know, we're all healing something at some point. And when something triggers you, not a lover of that word, but when you feel triggered by something, dig inside and, and pick out what is it within me that's made me feel like that or react like that? What's, what is it that I need to heal in my past that's caused that, that reaction? Yeah, I agree with that. I think... Um... It's easier to blame or to project yeah. Yeah. or to react than to say, okay, what is it I need to learn in this moment? So, and I, it's much harder to say that, but that's where we step into the power and allow ourselves to evolve. So yeah. Sarah is, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. 
I'm sure that our listeners will definitely enjoy this. Um, don't forget to grab Sarah's book. I'm going to have all the links at the bottom. You have the power to heal yourself. Um, I've said it millions of times. Now you hear it from Sarah, who has also is a health coach and a registered nurse. She's done that, the traditional medical model and have seen, you know, there's, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying we got work to do in it. So, um, and if you just want to work with Sarah in any kind of way, if you want to get to the root causes, she's done some amazing work in healing herself. And her book talks about 70 plus other people that have done the same thing. So reach out to her or grab her book. Um, and I appreciate you guys. This podcast is inspired by all things of the heart and soul. So we will catch you guys at the next episode. Until then, take care. And Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure.